It's a Monday night. It's Prep Sports Weekly here on KRK. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits. Are you ready to go? Happy holidays. Hey. I've got my sweatshirt on. Yes, you do. OMG. Will Ferrell. It's the Elf. It's the Elf. He's here. He is here indeed, and I'm here as well, and we're ready to do Prep Sports Weekly. Today's Our sh- final one, of uh, my final one for 2022. Is next week, the, are we into next year, the, next the, week? The best of next week. That's doing, right. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we'll be back on the air again. On, well, I'll, I'll be back on the air with you January 2nd. Now you're confusing me. I know. It's all. It's you, know all what I, you know what I'm not confused about is who our sponsors are. Uh, who might those be? Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz In Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Bihar's Furniture. Who do we have on the show tonight? Well, it's it's a best of in its own ways because we've got a best of group that we uh, we talked to. We're going to talk to later on tonight. We're going to start off by talking to the November female Russell and Hill Student Athlete of the Month. We're almost at the end of December. We are, so we figured we better start doing these, right? So we're going to do the uh, the female tonight. We'll uh, get a, a male... Um, counterpart on there for probably early January but tonight we're going to talk to Claire Smith she's a Kamiak high school swimmer we had her on the show last year Mm -hmm. she won the 100 butterfly state championship as a sophomore in 2021 didn't win a state title this year at the uh, state championships however she finished third in three different events so she did okay Uh, only a junior took uh, third in the 100 butterfly 100 backstroke and the four 100 freestyle relay with three other sophomore girls. So we're going to talk to Claire Smith and her coach, Chris Erickson. So that's coming up here in just a few moments. We're then going to hear from the Archbishop Murphy Wildcats girls basketball team. I had a chance the other night after one of their games to catch up with head coach Ebony Hurd, along with three of their players. We have uh, senior Tatum Russell, junior Caroline Burns, and freshman Brooke Blatchley. We're then going to continue talking girls basketball. We're going to talk to Brian Hill, the head coach for the Glacier Peak Grizzlies girls basketball team. I've heard of him. They're 5-0 and so far, yeah. and they've also got a big tournament coming up next week. And we'll talk about the tournament as well as uh, how his team is doing right now. And then at the end of the show tonight, we're going to talk girls wrestling. We've got the head coach for the Everett Seagulls, Rick Iverson, who's a legendary coach, mm-hmm. by the way, along with one of his assistants, Jeff Russell. Today's show brought to you by Northwest Plus Credit Union, Marysville Toyota, by Everett Engineering, the Snohomish County PUD, Glass by Lund, Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, and by GSR Rental in Monroe. And it's time to announce the November Russell and Hill Female Student Athlete of the Month. Better late than never. <laughs> Better still, late than never, you bet. It's still in the month of December, so we're not doing too bad here. We're still in 2022. We are, and this young lady here, uh, she could have won it last year. Matter of fact, she won a state championship as a sophomore in the 100 Butterfly 4A state champion for Kamiak in 2021, and she had another outstanding swimming championships uh, last month, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. Claire Smith from Kamiak, the junior, is on the phone along with the head coach of the Kamiak swimming team, Chris Erickson. Claire, congratulations on being our Student Athlete of the Month. Thank you. It's an honor. No, it's a, it's an honor for us to have you on here. We should mention uh, you didn't get a state championship this time around. However, you got three third-place trophies, three third-place finishes. Uh, two were in individual events. One was on a relay event, and your team overall finished seventh at state. I guess the first question for you, because I, I was reading some of the comments you had in the paper in the Everett Herald, you didn't get the state championship in the 100 Butterfly, which you got last year. However, your time was actually faster this year. So all in all, how did you feel after the uh, the state championships in terms of the, the results? And uh, I've got to think you're feeling pretty good about those overall. Yeah, I mean, I went into uh, state only. My only goal was to get a best time, and I succeeded in that. And I am perfectly okay with my third place finish. Yeah, three third place finishes, yeah. And <laughs> co- coach, we have you on the air. We should. We, we were thinking about this earlier, and I went back and listened to the interview. Uh, it was back in November of 2021. We intended to have you and Claire on together that night. You were having some problems where the electricity was out of your your place, and I think that was kind of messing with your phone. So we weren't able to have you on, and Claire was on with us instead by herself. Now I get to ask you the questions I wanted to last year. <laughs> tell us tell us about this young lady. What makes her so special? Uh, as usual, it starts with, with hard work and dedication. She does a great job. And it's uh, <clears throat> paid off in, in multiple best times. So, that's all. as she said, that's always our goal. We want to try to go faster each year, faster each season. And she accomplished that. Well, you mentioned hard work, but, I mean, there, there's more to it than that sometimes, I would imagine. There, what, what are some of her attributes that make her such a great swimmer? 
all the same as you know, it's, it's, it really is. It's dedication. It's consistency, and those things uh, add up to um, to uh, success. Well, Claire, uh, third place in the 100 butterfly, third place in the 100 backstroke, uh, third place in the 400 freestyle relay. You do a little bit of everything. We we talked about it last year because you were a butterfly state champ. You had mentioned to us during the interview last year that you wanted to work on some things freestyle-wise. Uh, do you have a favorite event at this point? I mean, obviously you're, you're excelling in all of them. So what do you have one in particular that maybe you enjoy more than the others? I kind of split between my favorite events as each meet goes by. But right now I'm really happy with my 100 fly time. And I think that's probably like my most enjoyable event right now. Like, Did you, you enjoy your like, 200 butterfly this weekend? Well, yeah, I was going to ask you because, Coach, when I when we went to set this interview up, you mentioned that she was swimming this weekend. So, uh, Claire, what what does it look like for you these days? Obviously, Kamiak season is over for the girls. Uh, I would imagine you're swimming for a club team. How often are you swimming right now? Six days a week, um, no Sundays. And competi- competitively, I mean, are there are there meets going on on the weekends or during the week or what? We had a meet in November, and we had our championship meet this weekend. So not too many meets, not compared to high school season. But and where are those located at? Where are you swimming? One was at Kamiak, and the other one was at um, the King County Aquatic Center. Okay, so coach, you're keeping the uh, the pool busy there during the uh, the season. Absolutely. <laughs> are you involved in those? Because I know you coach the boys and the girls there. Or is that something entirely different? Uh, no, the club meets are are separate. Some of the events offered are also different from high school. Hence my. Remark about the 200 butterfly. She hadn't had the opportunity to swim that as much during the high school season, and she dropped significant time in that. I thought it was a great swim for her. Claire, how much different is it to swim the 100 versus the 200? It's like running, right? Some you've got you've got sprinters, you've got distance runners, you've got middle distance. Do you feel like you're you're doing okay in the 200? And do you swim anything longer than that? My 200 was okay. I dropped I think three seconds um, from my prelims time, so prelims to finals. And it's my best time ever. Uh, I thought I was pretty happy with it, all things considered. It is very different, though. Like the race strategy for a hundred versus a two hundred. Um, for a hundred, you just kind of all out sprint the entire hundred. Versus a two hundred, you have to like pace yourself, especially with butterfly. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, it's definitely a different rhythm and a different speed. What is it like for you to do the relays? Do you enjoy those? Obviously, getting a third place podium with three other girls, that's got to be kind of exciting and something you can enjoy together rather than uh, the individual events. The energy of that event is just so much different. Like, it's way different from an individual event where you have to motivate yourself because you kind of like bounce your energy off of other people and it just kind of raises the stakes. Especially with other people there, you want to go faster because it's not just you, it's like a team effort. You don't want to let anybody else down. Yeah. Well, and Coach, she swam that event this year, I I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Claire's a junior. The other three ladies in that race were sophomores, correct? Uh, Yes, sir. Let's see. Now, we had, uh, were they all sophomores? We had no freshmen in there. So, Ira stepped in this year with the graduation of Sophia. And everybody's coming back next year. And Claire, at this point, had the the fastest split by a couple of seconds. She split 53 at the end, which was outstanding. And Janie had a nice split as well. They all split really well. They were three seconds faster than their time last year. And I would assume they were looking to go faster next year, all coming back. Well, that's what I was going to say. you got Iris Cho, Julia Lorenzo, and Janie Rue. All and, and Claire, all four of them coming back next year. I mean, do do we already start to kind of think about what what could be next year when those four get in the pool together? Oh, we might have to wait until August and then we start discussing. <laughs> Claire, Claire, what will you swim at state this year? That's our uh, annual conversation, and it even changes throughout the season. And and with her, it doesn't really matter what she picks. It'll be uh, fun and exciting and rewarding at the end. Well, and coach, we should point out. I think if I read correctly. You finished 7th at state this year as a team, so Claire obviously had a lot to do with that with her three races. I know a couple of the other girls, I think uh, Julia finished 4th in the 100 backstroke, Janie finished 4th in the 500 freestyle. All told, you finished in 7th place. This was your 7th straight year, uh, 7th straight tournament anyway, in which you finished 8th place or higher. Is that correct? Well, that's what I read, so I'm going to have to believe not, not a bad track record there. I, I, I mean, obviously, uh, you've had a lot of success. There. Are you still enjoying uh, your time at Kamiak? And what's it been like for you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, I was just mentioning 
to the team that you know I, I, I feed off their uh, their dedication, their commitment, uh, and that leads to improvement. Improvement is a lot of fun and enjoyable, and it's been it's been great watching these guys uh, work hard and get better each year. Sure, Claire, you're only a junior. I didn't ask this to you last year when you were a sophomore, but and it still might be a little early. Are we already starting to think a little bit about college and possibly swimming, or is that still a little ways out? My mom actually brought that up today. We're going <laughs> we're gonna to spend uh, winter break looking at colleges and hopefully planning some visit, visits for over the summer. Okay. Do you, uh, what, what, what goes into the criteria for you? Is it in terms of the swimming program itself or something you want to study or maybe location? What, what's what's going to factor in for you? Um, I would hope to go somewhere on the West Coast. Um, there's not really anything I'm like – that would be a deal breaker for me academically. Um, but their swim team, like I'm, I'm looking for kind of a specific environment considering how, um, like I, I've seen examples of such good swim teams already in Kamiak and in my club team. And like, I really want an environment like that again. So it'd really have to go by feel. Now, Steve, she didn't use the word that usually they say someplace warm after this week. <laughs> yeah, when you're swimming, it usually is warm. But <laughs> that's true. Well, and coach, before we let you go tonight, too, uh, you've got the boys' team going right now. So, give us a quick rundown. Give maybe a few names. Who are we watching on the Kamiak boys' side of things right now? Oh, our uh, seniors got uh, Lawrence Wang and Joshi Camilla, as well as uh, Brian Wong was a double winner the other night. He's a junior. Uh, and then another slew of sophomores, just like the girls. We have uh, several sophomores that will be contributing this year. Well, great. Again, Kamiak swimming going on right now, as are the rest of the boys in Wesco. And, Claire, again, we want to mention one more time, you are the November Russell and Hill Female Student Athlete of the Month. Three third-place finishes at the state tournament that took place at the Aquatic Center in Federal Way last month. Congratulations on all your success so far, and you're only a junior, so hopefully we'll, uh, we'll continue covering you into next year. And Coach Chris Erickson, thank you for your time as well. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having us. The Archbishop Murphy Wildcats girls basketball team coming off of a fourth place finish at state last year. Looking strong again this year. A lot of new personnel, however. We're going to meet some of the players right now. Four straight victories after dropping their first two games this year. Head coach Ebony Hurd with us right now, as well as three of our players. I'm going to have them introduce themselves and what year they are in school. Uh, I'm Tatum Russell, and I'm a senior. Um, I'm Brooke Botchley, and I'm a freshman. I'm Caroline Burns, and I'm a junior. Coach, we did a big interview after you finished fourth at state last year over at the school. Looking around, I don't recognize a lot of these faces anymore. This is a different team. You had a lot of seniors last year, uh, very young this this year. Big difference, but the results seem to be just fine, uh, for the most part anyway. Four straight wins. Yes, uh, I mean, it is great. Obviously, we lost a lot of seniors, but these guys came in. They're ready to go, ready to work. Um, I think the youth is going to carry us through the next couple of years. How many freshmen are you suiting up on any given night? I know tonight you were a little bit banged up, but what, what do you have right now on the roster? I think we have six or seven freshmen on the roster. <laughs> Which is almost unheard of. Were you expecting that coming into the season, or is it just a matter of the freshmen were playing so well you you couldn't hold them back? Yeah, no, I did not expect it, um, but these guys came, they're ready to go, and we're ready to get to work. Tatum, you're a senior. Talk a little bit about your experience. Obviously, a lot of those players from last year have graduated. You get to step up. You're playing a much bigger role right now. We think you might have had a double-double in the game against Valley Terrace here tonight. What's it been like for you so far this year? Um, obviously, it's been really exciting. Um, even though I definitely miss the seniors, they were great to work with. Um, I love this new team. I love this new energy that we all have. And I think we've all just really clicked um, really well, um, which has been amazing. Um, and I'm just so excited to be able to be a leader this year. Um, and I've just been so happy to take on that role. Caroline, she just used the word leader. Not very many seniors on this team, right? What is it like for you looking around and you have all these freshmen on the team, girls you probably didn't even know of until just a couple months ago? Um, I think it's really cool. Honestly, uh, I click with a lot of the freshmen. and It's cool to build those relationships I had with the seniors last year. It's very similar, and it's cool to be on like the other side of that where I can like lead them and kind of take them under my wing. Brooke, have they been taking you under their wing? Oh, yes, for sure, for sure. Well, and I was kind of wondering, too, with, with all these freshmen, in a, you know, private school, so sometimes you come in from different areas, is this a freshman group that all knew each other coming in, or have you played with, against? Or what, what's the freshman group like in terms of their knowledge of one another? I think all of us have, like, connections somehow, and we all knew of each other, and some of us have played together before, but 
overall, we all kind of came from different areas, but we all knew like of each other, basically. So when you don't get to grow up and play with each other along the way, is it harder to kind of get that continuity, or have you kind of blended all in together nicely, and is it, it seems to be clicking? I think we connected really quickly, and we all figured each other out in everyone's play style. Hmm. Very, very quickly. And what did we just say a minute ago? 24-3 so far in, through six games? Yeah. <laughs> As a freshman, I mean, sometimes it takes some nerve to kind of pull that shot when you when you need it there. Is it Was it from day one, or did you hit a couple early in the season, and now you're just feeling comfortable? Yeah, the first game, I think I had five or six threes, and I just I came out, and I was ready. And I've been ready to play this like for the past couple years, and I've always looked forward to this. And just getting to play in my first game, I was so excited. And the fact that I went in and did what I was supposed to do. It was just amazing. Okay, I'm going to have a little fun with the three of you here. I'm going to ask you about one of the other girls that's st standing here. Tell me about their game, what kind of a player they are, what kind of a teammate they are. Tatum, I'll start with you. Since you're right next to Brooke, we just talked to her. What's the freshman like? Well, I think even though she's a freshman, um, she has kind of taken on a role as a leader. Um, she's not afraid to share her opinion. Um, <laughs> I mean, she'll um, she'll yell at us if she needs to, and I think that's so great. And she's um, just going to keep growing um, and getting better, and she's going to be um, an amazing leader, um, and is actually. Um, and so I think she's going to build her confidence and go a long way. We might have to explore this for a second. You, you're not afraid to yell at the seniors? Just a little sassy sometimes. <laughs> and passionate. Yes. And just very competitive. Well, and she wants to get the job yes. done. Yes. And we love that That's about her. <laughs> Has that been an easy role for you to play? Obviously, when you're in eighth grade, you're playing with other eighth graders. Now you're playing with girls who are three years older. They've got cars, everything else. <laughs> I think I just... I just treat them as like every other individual and I try not to like, like just because I'm a freshman it doesn't mean that I can't like say my word and try to like take a lead on the team. So I just, yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, <laughs> we're going to give you a chance to say your word. Tell me about Caroline who's right next to you here. What kind of a teammate, what kind of a player? Um, me and Caroline quick, like super quick. Like she literally lives like two minutes from my house. So she drives me to every single practice and drives me home after every single practice. And she's just a really good leader and she always knows what to say in every situation. And that's just like a super helpful teammate to have. Like when we're all down, Caroline, she knows exactly what to say to pick us all up and get us all moving on to like the next play. The next, <laughs> the next, like if we're all, if like someone's having a bad like game Caroline will pick you up or she'll try to encourage you or she'll tell you what to do to pick <laughs> to pick up the game to get up, to get up. yeah so Caroline you can remind her that if she does start yelling too much you can always just tell her she's walking next time right yeah I'll be like no I tell I actually do that I go have fun getting a different ride home <laughs> okay well rather than you talk about her I'm gonna have you swing back around tell me about Tatum oh my gosh I love Tatum um Tatum has just been like a girl like from the start, like since my freshman year, she's just been someone I can like talk to. And I think we've clicked. Like you don't see it as much like almost like it's like an like a little secret like bond we have. Like nobody knows we have it, but it's a little post player blonde bond. Um Does that I, benefit you on the court as well? I think so. I think um especially like this season getting to like work with each other a lot more like in like posts like both being a post we see each other on the court where like some people might not and it's just really helpful and nice like to have that but like that person there and we should talk about your other players too we've got to start with number 21 Ava Marr who's not here we talked to her after the state tournament last year as a freshman she did big things she looks great again this year she's had a few 20 point games already yeah. plus for you yeah. what is she looking like freshman year versus sophomore she was already really really good yeah. has she gotten better I think yeah I think she's just ready just to carry on with what she started throughout her four years and she needs to do that aside alongside these guys I think that just all together we have a strong just a strong team even though we're young Ava is one of our leaders as well and she's she's going to get out there and compete every game she's going to give everything she has on both sides of the floor she's going to make the other team make sure that they do not want to see her again out there um she's just a competitor she competes with everything well yeah. and, and she bailed early so we missed getting her for yeah. this interview one thing I was going to ask her about against Mount Lake Terrace you're up by 16 with about 30 seconds to go she's still playing defense like it's a two-point game <laughs> like I said she's a competitor she wants to compete she doesn't want anyone to to get anywhere close to it. We have that gap. She wants to keep that gap going and 
not just let it be over just because we have the lead. We're going to fight till the end. That's our goal. That's our mantra. We're going to stay with that. And, and it's working. Let's mention some of the other players here. Brooke, I'm going to start with you. Give me some of the other freshmen on this team. Um, another freshman that starts is Kayla Hookfin, and she's just when there's one game we didn't have her, and she brings so much energy on defense. And without her, like we were just like we weren't rotating correctly, we weren't playing correct defense, and she, it just shows that she plays a huge role in this team. And she might not know it yet, but she's just she has that huge defensive role. And then another freshman is Ari, and she started a couple games when like a couple of a couple of us were out sick, out of town. And Ari, she just she's a really good. She goes in for every rebound. She'll go for every 50 ball. She'll give you everything she got in the little time that she'll get on the floor. And then another freshman is MJ, and she got a lot of time uh, on the court tonight. And she's figuring out like her role as she's starting to get more playing time. And she's just she's a she's a good rebounder. And she can find the open cuts very easily and open gaps. Okay, so we got a few of those names out here. Who are some of the other non-freshmen? There's a few of them, right? But we already mentioned Ava Marr. Who else do we have here? Well, we have our junior over there, Kennedy D. Reed. She's coming off of an ACL tear, so she'll be with us hopefully late January. She's one of our shooters. We're excited to get her out there on the floor. She's also a leader. She's a junior, so we're ready to get a little bit more depth as far as like age and um, just how much time they've been on the floor. I want her out there. With and she's well. managing to keep away from the, uh, the radio interview here. She's <laughs> over there smiling, though. Yes. Who else are we watching this year? Who else, we, who else am I missing? Uh, Markella Blakeland. Well, yeah, that's small team. You probably, with all the freshmen, we've pretty much named everybody, right? Yeah, we basically did. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Team goals this season? Uh, man, we just, I, we're, like I said, we're young, mm -hmm. but I think people are counting us out again this year, kind of like they did last year, even though we had a little bit of experience. But these guys are ready to go. We're ready to go. Our goal is to be the best defensive team that we could be, to get out there and make a statement like we did last year. And I think we're already doing so. These guys are ready for the challenge. Um, they battle every day. They listen. They make each other better. Um, the goal is just to get far. We're trying to get to the Dome again. Absolutely. There we go. Final question for each of you. Let's have a little fun before we end it. Something you're looking forward to during the holiday season? Oh, just getting to sleep in. And <laughs> yes. Honestly, just getting to that's, sleep in. That's a in. senior answer right there. And I mean, really only having to do practice and just not having anything else going on. Well, we have games. Well, okay. <laughs> Although you only have you only have two, uh, you know, three, three games over the 21st, 28th, and I think the 30th. So you got a little time off. Yeah, right? a little bit of time yeah. off, a little bit of time off. Yeah. So Tatum's looking forward to sleeping in. How about you, Brooke? I'm looking forward to not like having to be so stressed about school and like all having a bunch of homework and obviously sleeping in like that that plays a huge role in being stressed and then I think just playing in our games and practicing and having fun over the break in our practices. Carolyn, what about you? Um, kind of same thing. I'm excited to be a little less stressed. Um, sleep in. I also like that with basketball, like I get like a set workout every day, so I'm not like lazy trying to get off the couch. Um, yeah, I'm just excited for a little time to reset. You can tell they're high school students because rather than talk about the things that go along with Christmas and things like that, they're all talking about sleeping in and just getting rest and not being stressed out. How about you, Coach? Uh, I mean, I get to be around these guys still, so I'm excited that I do not have a break from them because I would be sad. Oh, uh, no. No, I like spending time with them. I'm hard on them a lot, but I try to show the, the tough love with them as well. But just being around these guys, it'll be fun, great. Fun group, tough love. They're 4-2. They've won four in a row. Tatum, Brooke, Caroline, Coach Hurd, congratulations on the success so far. Best wishes. It. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's talk some Glacier Peak girls basketball. Yeah, and the right guy to do it, Brian Hill. He's been a coach there forever. It seems like it's forever anyway. And <laughs> That's been forever. And, he, and he's done some great things there in the forever that he's been there. And he's joining us right now. Uh, coach Hill, how are you tonight? And uh, how many years is it now at Glacier Peak? This is the uh, – you know, think first, thanks for having me on. But, uh, yeah, this is year 15. So we've completed 14 seasons. I wish we had one of those back because that was the COVID year. But, um, yeah, we always 15 this year. We always have this conversation amongst each other. We're always like, was it 2008? Was it 2009? And always trying to figure <laughs> out what year Glacier Peak opened. If if Buddy uh, Patrick were here, our statistician who went to Snohomish at the time, he always reminds us because yeah. he was there, but we weren't. So, But anyhow, uh, you're – 15 coming up and a rough year last year you had a 9 and 14 season we should point out the year before that you lost six players that went to play college ball uh, i think was that your only losing season in 15 years 14 yeah years? that's the that's the only one we've got but you know at, at the beginning of that year and 
uh, at the beginning of the year, we, we played a couple games, played a jamboree, and I'm like, you know, we're not very good. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, as the year kind of progresses, like, you know what, we're really not that bad. And then it, then all of a sudden, we kind of flipped and we're like, you know what, we're we're pretty good. <laughs> and then it was like, kind of got to that, you know, we actually made it to a winner out, loser in game. And uh, actually, I thought we were the better team and had an opportunity to win, but came up short. So it was like, really, it was, you know, our it was a losing season, but it was probably one of our more successful fun seasons we've had just because, you know, from where we started to where we ended, it was, it was kind of a fun run. I was going to say, how many times are you actually surprised? Will a team actually surprise you from what you, you saw in November and what you see in March? You know, uh, almost every year, really, it's like, oh, you, we come into a season, even with the teams that we've been really good, it's like, okay, hey, we, we think we're here, and then we start and we're like, eh, we're not there yet. And, and we, we finally get to a point where it's like, yeah, now we're playing really good basketball. And, and I think this year is going to be pretty special for us too. I think we're, we're not bad. We're pretty good. Um, you know, we're five and zero, which is a great start, but we've got a lot to work on and I'm really excited to see if we can put it together because if we can, I think it, it should be a fun year for us. Well, and you kind of touched upon something just a moment ago there. And I wanted to bring that up because I remember I ran into you in a gym fairly early in the season last year and at that point you'd already lost a few games and I think we kind of knew that the season wasn't going to be one where you were going to end up in the Tacoma Dome and in some ways you mentioned that you were having just as much fun as you'd ever had because you're in more of a teaching mode you were able to kind of work with some of the players who had never played a whole lot of basketball and some of them really had no no varsity experience and in some cases had only been playing for a couple years how much did you end up enjoying that last season and to see them get from where they were like you just mentioned in November to where they were in February. Uh, when you look back on that season, uh, how does that one rank for you personally, you know, in terms of looking at past seasons where you did go to the, to the Tacoma Dome? Oh, in terms of just, um, you know, as a, as a group of kids working hard from where we started to where we ended, it's probably one of the top ones for sure, just because um, the expectations were, weren't very high. And uh, so in that regard, it was pretty fun just to be loose and go give it our all, and, and our schedule was actually set up to um, for the year before where I had all the kids that went on and played college ball. Our, our schedule was for that group of kids, but since we had the COVID year, we just kind of rolled it over into this year, and I'm going, ah, I don't want to play them, <laughs> and I don't want to play them, but we had to, and so it was like, well, we can go play them and give it, do our best, or, uh, you know, go out there and get slaughtered and call it what it is. But uh, we competed in every game. Uh, we had no right to be in a game with Arlington in the one point. And we found ourselves actually with kind of a, a short lead, you know, going into the end of the third, beginning of the fourth quarter and still lost by 12, 15 points, whatever it was, but we competed. And, and that just gives you something to build on and gives some kids some confidence. Like, you know what, we're close. We're close. We just got to clean up a few things here and there and, and that's always kind of fun, especially when the kids start to see it. Well, we and, should, uh, I was going to say we well, should point out that lo losing to Arlington last year by 12 or 15 points in most schools' programs, that would be considered a win. So, uh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. And I would say probably our most – well, we had a couple of successful games that finally – it was like finally we got that one. And uh, one was against Burlington who, you know, they finished second in the state for 2A – and we had to play them last game of the season. Went down there, and they're trying to fight for their seating rights, you know, and we're just trying to win a game. And, heck, we played a fantastic game from start to finish, and we ended up winning. And it was like, yeah, this is – and that carried us into districts. And then we got a couple big wins out of districts, and it kind of got us to where we needed to be. So even though the schedule was really hard last year, I do think it helped prepare us for the districts and stuff like that a little bit later because – We've been battle tested. Well, you mentioned five and zero this season. You've got wins over Meadowdale, which looks even better now after what they did surprising yeah. Lake Washington yesterday on a buzzer right? beater, a number yeah. one ranked team in the state. You've beaten Snohomish, Everett, Gig Harbor, and your old friend John Rasmussen at Edmonds Woodway. So, give us the five game assessment. How are you feeling about your team right now? Uh, Meadowdale, we started off really slow. Actually, both teams did its first game of the year, and uh, it was just kind of a battle. And I was like, oh, well, here we go. This how it goes and we had a hard time putting the ball in the hole and then all of a sudden it opened up and my sophomore guard she ended up with 29 points that night so that really helped um but she got wide open looks and she can shoot the ball so 
so it was like, hey, we knew that was a good team, and that was a big win for us. And then Snohomish, well, I used to be, you know, coached with Ken Roberts over there, and so we kind of know each other well, and we love that matchup. And my kids wanted to play, his kids wanted to play, and that was just a great game. I think that was probably our most complete game, actually, of the season so far, and uh, come away with a win there, so that was nice. Um, and then Everett, you know, and they have the Washington Twins, and they're really long, and watched them a couple times, and it was like, uh, we should be okay, but, man, their defense is really, really good, and they're just they're just long and disruptive, and so we struggled in that game, but pulled off a win. So uh, after that, who did we have oh, Gig, after Gig that? Harbor, right? I think oh, right. Gig your, your senior went off yeah. in that game, right? Yeah, my senior had a, finally had a breakout game because we've been kind of waiting for it. Um, originally, I thought she had 34 points because I was looking at Gig Harper's book, but they had put her down for an extra three then went to somebody else. And so as we went through the tape, she ended up with 31, which is too bad because our school record is 32. <laughs> and, and you've had some players in those programs too, so that's saying something. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, man, I thought, thought she had a record there, but uh, – she was just a little bit short. So she had a great game in that one. And then uh, Edmonds Woodway and John, I kind of, I knew that was going to be a big game. And, and it was, it was, it was tough. It was close, but it was fun to see John over there coaching his alma mater. And then his assistant coach is Natalie, who played for me and his daughter, you know, so it was kind of a, a good little reunion, but fun game. So. Well, tell us about some of the players and name some names. We've we've referred to them as your senior and your sophomore, and those two are special yeah. players. They're having huge years. But give us some of the names of the players that you're uh, we're watching on a night to night basis for Glacier Peak. So I have one senior this year. Her name is Kailani Rookstool, and she was a freshman who I swung up to varsity um, the year we took third at state, which was really the last time that. Well, I guess we had state last year, but the year before COVID, that was the last year. And uh, I did get her in a game at state, and she scored a scored a bucket. So she's the the youngest kid to ever score a, a state goal for my program, which is actually pretty cool. And uh, and she's grown a lot from there. Uh, last year, she had a kind of a breakout year, kind of taking the reins and kind of being that leader. Um, averaged fourteen, fifteen points a game, um, and, and just kind of does it all. She can shoot from outside, go inside. She, she's just a really good utilitarian player. She does a great job. Um, and then I have a sophomore guard who was a freshman last year. Her name is Brenna Pukas. And the two of them together work really well. Brenna ended up taking my point guard position last year. Who, uh, But she can flat out shoot. She's probably one of the best pure shooters I've ever had. Um, she came up what was it, six three-pointers short of the school record last year, and the school record was 74, 75, something like that. So she was a little bit short, but she also had four fewer games than what the school record was set because we didn't make a long district run and into state. So... um so hopefully she'll kind of have that opportunity to maybe knock that down this year, which would be great. Um, really tough ball player, great defense, shoots well, sees the floor, really high IQ. So the two of them kind of are the core of our team. Yeah, um, yeah and then I have another sophomore who's returning from last year also who's just a great defensive stop and finding the hole a little bit more this year. So, uh, yeah, we, and that's Sammy, know, we're, right? not, we're not that bad. Um yeah, Sammy, Sammy Toma. Yep, and she's doing a great job just doing all the dirty work. Great defense, gets rebounds, you know, can score when she needs to score. But, uh, yeah, she does all the dirty work for sure. Yeah, a young team. Uh, Rookstool's your only senior on that whole squad, so really impressive. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about Top of the Peak. You've got a big tournament coming up, uh, and you've been doing this for the last few years. We've talked about it with you before. We've covered it. Uh, Tom's broadcasted some of your games there. You always bring some of the better teams from around the state to this tournament. Give us some details. It, it is an actual tournament, right? I mean, you, you play three days to, to crown a champion. Yeah, we. Um, it all started – Oh, 2016, when uh, they started the RPI rankings in the state. And uh, we were looking at schedules. I say we, I'm talking about um, 
Freddie Reckow from Central Valley and I, and we're like, God, we need to make sure we're playing top teams to help our RPI, and it doesn't matter if you win or lose because you're just getting good games. Not only that, but it would really help us when we get to districts because we've been battle-tested. And so uh, the first year, he put something together at Central Valley, but it was more of a round-robin thing. And then uh, I took it over after that and said, I just kind of wanted to do like a state tournament, make it you know, eight teams and play it out. And so I started at the end of each year, I kind of look at everybody's record, who finished where, and then I look at everybody's roster, who's graduating what, who's bringing their key players back. I actually kind of have this big spreadsheet that I put together, and it's like these would be some of the best teams that I think would probably be in the state next year. And so uh, I start to reach out to them and uh, say, hey, I've got this tournament. Are you interested? And I almost don't have to reach out anymore. <laughs> People kind of want to come play in this thing because it used to be, oh, you got to go out of state if you want a really good game. You got to go to California. You got to go to Arizona. You got to go to Oregon. And we're like, you know what? We got really good teams here in state, too, at all levels and classifications. And we just never play each other. Let's put something together. And so that's what I do. Well, and being that and, it's a, a tournament, do you have to take eight teams that play in eight different conferences or leagues? No, I try to uh, just kind of reach out. I try to get one person from kind of each league or a different conference so we don't get any crossover. Um, occasionally, I've had to have a fill-in, and then we just kind of move it around. But for the most part, it's just a straight-up, here's eight teams, and then I draw for positionings, and we just play it outright. This year, I had to do a little bit of finagling because Burlington and Nooksack, who were supposed to be in it last year and the year before, but we weren't able to have it last year because of all the teams were sick with COVID. And um, then we had that big blizzard storm that kind of knocked a lot of people from yep. getting over there. So we canceled last year. The year before that was the actual COVID year, and I had to cancel that. So these are teams that have been invited in the past that are still really good that I wanted to make sure that they had an opportunity to do this. But they are in the same league, so I've uh, I put them on opposite sides. Those those are really the only two. I was like, this goes over here, this goes over there, and hopefully they don't meet up later. <laughs> so you mentioned Glacier Peak, obviously Burlington Edison, Nooksack Valley. Tell us about the other five teams. Uh, I got Mount Spokane coming from, you know, Spokane, um, and they've been coming over here for the. Uh, they did it twice, I think, with us before, so. They're coming back, and I know they've got a couple of really good posts. I, we saw them over the summer, and and they're better than they have been last year or the year before, but they're usually one of those Spokane powerhouse schools. Um, they meet up in game one on Tuesday against Emerald Ridge. And what time did the game start at, by the way, in case anybody? Uh, yeah, we played the 27th, the 28th, and 29th. On the 27th and 28th, the games go 3 o'clock. 4.45, 6.30, and 8.15. So it all starts at 3 o'clock, but pay for the first game and stay for all four. Absolutely. They're all going to be good. Um, and then on the 29th, because teams have to travel and get home, we're starting at 10 o'clock, and the last game should be done by about uh, – last game starts at 3.15. So. so you mentioned Emerald Ridge Piedmont? Yeah, so um, Piedmont is a school coming from California. Uh, they – get to play under a little bit different rules. They can play as many games as they want in a season or under 30 or no more than 30, something like that, where in Washington we get 20 games. That's it. So anything over 20 is a violation, and you can't do that unless you do that new thing they came up with. I forgot what it was. but Foundation um, foundation game. Yeah, the foundation game. Yep. So if you play at a foundation game, then you could pay for one, and you can get 21 games. But Piedmont, they could play 30-plus games, I think, wow. for their season. So they get a big travel all over. They've already been to Utah and Arizona or something like that and some other tournaments. But uh, they really think they have a team that could push for a state title in California, and so he's reached out to me and, uh, like, yeah, let's, let's do this. And so I have them squared up against Nooksack Valley. Well, Piedmont has one of the top recruits in the country. I don't know what her name is. If I saw it, I would recognize it. Um, and Nooksack Valley has one of the top recruits in the country, so that could be a really good game to watch. <laughs> and uh, Piedmont just knocked off 
Archbishop Mitty, who was one of the top 10 teams in the country, and beat them by five or six the other night. So they could be the real deal. Yeah. I'm kind of excited to watch them. <laughs> I can imagine. And Nick Sack Valley knocked off somebody early in the season. I forget who it was now. And kind of it was an eye opener. So uh, certainly. And yeah. then you've, you've got Richland and, and Union to round it out. So strong eight teams, 27th, 28th, 29th. Is there a place people can go to kind of see the, the game schedules? or? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I do know they're on Scorebook Live. Uh, Scorebook Live put them out there. So you could go Scorebook Live and it says like top tournaments yep. that you don't want to miss in the state. And I know it's in there. Um, I should go reach out to the Herald and have them put it out there. And um, I know probably on our um, – I have no social media, so I don't even know what this stuff is. Like, <laughs> I, just, I, just I think, I think somebody that. else does run a social media page for your team, though, so we'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll put it out there. out there. But, Do you have a cell um, phone, Coach? I, I have a cell phone <laughs> I know how to text. That's about as much as I got right there. Well, and are there activities going on for these these teams when they're in town? Do you do, you do anything special for them? Dinners, anything like that? No, I w- I've always kind of wanted to do something like that. Uh, I know Emerald or Spokane will be in town. Emerald Ridge will probably drive for the day. Nooksack Valley will try- drive for the day. Richland will stay in town. Union will probably stay in town. So um, I don't know. We should do something. It would be fun just to get all the teams together, open up the commons, and do like a trivia night with. Teams or something, and just have fun. But you know, at the same time, it's still kind of a high stakes tournament, and people want to win. So I, I do know that coaches want to make sure that their kids are focused and do stuff too. So definitely. Well, we'll put some information out there too along the way. But again, it starts on the 27th, goes to the 29th. Uh, eight really good basketball teams from uh, around the state, and also Piedmont from California will be there. So. Uh, Brian Hill, again, congratulations to a 5-0 start to the Glacier Peak girls basketball season, and we wish you all the best, and who knows, maybe we'll see you during the holiday season. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys promoting this and, and everything you guys do for the high school sports in the area. It's just it's great to hear everybody's names and what they're doing, so thanks so much. Let's talk some girls wrestling. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk Everett girls wrestling right now. We've got the head coach for the Seagulls, who is a, by the way, National Wrestling Hall of Famer. He's been coaching for a while, yeah. as well as one of his assistants, Rick Iverson, as the head coach. Jeff Russell is the assistant coach. Gentlemen, thank you very much for being on tonight. And Rick, I guess we should start with you. Um, we, we've had John before. I think it was about five years ago now. Uh, give us a quick rundown, because you were the head coach for Western Washington University for, what, six seasons in the 70s? Five seasons. Five seasons, okay. And from 72 through 77, and then you went to Marysville Pilchuck from 78 to 97, and you retired, and then you unretired, and you've, you're still at it 25 years later. So uh, give us a little bit of a rundown as to where you've been in the last uh, quarter of a century. Well, I was out of it for about uh, nine years, and my two nieces started wrestling up in Cedarwood. And I had promoted girls wrestling when I was at Western Washington University. I'd written papers on it even. And so I was really excited when they got into it. And the Cedarwood coach, Bob Morgan, was really good to me, and let me work with them. And uh, uh, my nieces took third and fourth, respectively, in state. And I was so excited now about girls wrestling that I went to Arlington, which is Arlington High School is my neighbor up here. And I said, if you'll start a girls wrestling program, I'll do it for nothing. Well, the boys coach left that year. They did take me on, but the boys coach left, and they said, would you do the boys? And so we did the boys for five years, and, and we were very fortunate. It went well, and we took state our last year. But my real passion was the girls. And while we built the boys' program, we built the girls, and we built it to 14 girls. And Jim Smoots, my good friend and longtime head coach at Arlington, wanted to coach girls. So when we took state, I said, that's it. And I went to Eric, and now Jim and I get to compete, and um, it's worked out really well. Um, at that at that time, Robert Polk was the athletic director at Everett, and he took us on and introduced girls wrestling in Everett. And the next year, we had Cascade going, and the next year, we had Jackson going, and girls wrestling is just exploding. Yeah, you took over, or I should say you started the Everett program in 2017. 2017 versus 2022, how much different does that program look now? Uh, they're truly wrestling now. Uh, we, we have a continuum, and... and um, Older girls are uh, showing younger girls how to wrestle, and it isn't like pioneering a program. That first year, um, it's all coming out of the coach. 
but once it starts flowing and, and older girls are helping younger girls, all of a sudden girls are wrestling with real technique and, and uh, not just passion. Yeah. So, Jeff, uh, Russell is also on the phone with us, one of your assistant coaches. Jeff, I've got to think when a Hall of Famer asks you to join him on his staff, you can't really say no, can you? How did you uh, come into this equation? Yeah, I did get asked to um, come on to the staff. And while I'd had some experience coaching, uh, being an assistant coach at the middle school level, really, I'm a, I'm a football coach is my background. But I'm decent with the technology, good with working with kids, and also in the building at Everett High School. So that was a big plus. So I do what he says. <laughs> and Rick, one of the coaches that's not on the phone with us is your son, Sherm. And uh, it's wrestling really is kind of a family affair for the Iversons. I know your other son, Craig, was a longtime coach at Marysville Pilchuck. I think he was a two-time state champion under you. I think you coached him back in high school. So uh, this really is kind of a family affair for you, too, isn't it? Champion, a three-time stater. Um, he was recruited by everybody in the United States. And he started coaching at, um, he, he did his wrestling at Central Washington University in the end. He'd gone to Oregon, and it did not work out for, for him, and I'm not going to go into that, but he came home, was an All-American at Central, and uh, he was a longtime coach at Marysville after me. I think he'd been there 22 years, and he retired, and uh, now Marcus Hoyan is the coach over there, and Craig was asked to assist the girls. So now all of us are coaching girls. Craig's the assistant at Marysville, and and Sherman helps us, and and uh, the truth is, I might be the least least important person in the building because Sharon and Jeff do all of our behind the scenes work. And today, athletics is an unbelievable jungle of paperwork and communication with the state and the district and the parents. It's just wild. I wouldn't do it without these two. And uh, it's really nice working with them. I'll tell you. Well, Jeff, that will kind of say me segue me into another question then because I wanted to know about the tournament you guys hosted last week on Saturday, December 10th. You had, if I saw this correctly, I think there were wrestlers that represented 49 different high schools over at the Everett tournament. Uh, that, yeah, I think actually, actually I think we're about 54. Oh, we got up to 54, nearly, okay. 54, nearly 500 wrestlers. Uh, it was a fantastic event, probably one of the largest in the state outside of the state tournament itself. Well, that's a huge undertaking, too. I don't think people realize. You, you, I would imagine you're borrowing mats from other schools, and I think I saw a picture of the pit, the, the gym over there at Everett High School, just mats all over the place. Uh, talk a little bit about that tournament and how, how successful was it in terms of what you were hoping to accomplish there. Well, what we're always hoping to accomplish is, is getting a, a disparate group of teams from all over the state to come and compete together early in the season and an opportunity not only for seasoned varsity wrestlers but also JV wrestlers, beginners, to get some mat time and have a, have a positive experience. Um, it does take a lot of work to put it together, but the uh, outcome is very satisfying when you see that joy and success of the girls who are wrestling. And we kind of touched upon this a minute ago, and how many girls do we have wrestling at Everett High School right now? We were talking about how Coach mentioned how it's gotten a lot bigger over the years, and Jeff, maybe I'll ask you this one. Do we do we have a number specifically or approximately? And I've noticed some yeah, of these girls got, are doing well got, in tournaments too. We've got twenty, about 28, and we actually have a couple in the pipeline. Um, you know, we keep recruiting and looking for wrestlers as, as long as we can try to get them ready for the, the sub-regional tournament. Um, so that, that's where we're at, about a good solid 28 right now. And you took a lot of those girls to a tournament at Juanita over the weekend. I think it was called the Santa Scramble, if I saw that correctly. Yeah, which is Santa Slam. Slam. Santa Slam, that's right, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a tournament not quite as big as, as our own, but still uh, some great competition. And it was a chance in which uh, a number of our JD girls wrestled varsity for the first time so that was a always an eye-opening experience for them and i think some of your wrestlers did pretty well there too do you have some names and maybe some places of where they finished yes we do um one of the real exciting ones kind of uh both a lot of excitement on both ends of the uh weight classes uh marie uh, marie angelina pillagera our hundred pounder has been wrestling for only about a month I mean, this is our fifth week of wrestling, and she was in the final match wrestling for first and second and finished second for the tournament. 
we're super excited about her and her enthusiasm, and uh, we'll work hard to develop her to uh, get her into state. And then on the other end, we've got a freshman, Mia Cienerga, who is uh, uh, wrestling a he- as a heavyweight, and she has uh, a record right now of 11-1, and one, and she has entered into three tournaments and has won two of those three. Outstanding wrestler and Scott. And the only person her. she lost to, the only person she lost to was a two-time state champion. Oh, wow. So we're real excited about her. Um, in the rest of the lineup, I'd say uh, probably our 115-pounder, Leah Wellenbrock, um, has had outstanding success. She has placed in all three of the tournaments. Um, another, we've got two returning state contenders from last year, Jemiah Reed and Maricela Mendoza-Garcia. We expect we'll get them back to state again this year. So big things happening at Everett High School. And, again, you hosted a big tournament last weekend. You went to another this week. Uh, gentlemen, we appreciate your time tonight. Thank you very much. And we certainly hope all the best for the Seagulls as well as the wrestling community around here. It's it's nice every year that we, we do these interviews. We're finding that more and more girls are turning out, and we're certainly seeing a lot more success here locally. And we hope that that trend continues. Uh, I just wanted to tell you, Girls wrestling is the fastest-growing sport in the world. Everywhere in the world, it's the fastest-growing sport. Um, it is exploding, absolutely exploding. And in 10 years, it will be major, major, because the kids now they're wrestling will become mothers, and they'll be coaching and, and teaching. And, yeah, um, uh, it's pretty nice to be a pioneer in something this exciting. No, you've certainly done a lot for it. So we appreciate you for everything you're doing and, and Jeff, you as well. So, uh, yeah, thanks for taking such good care of the, uh, the kids of the community. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. Today's show brought to you by GSR rental in Monroe, glass by Lund, the Lake Stevens, Ace Hardware store, Snohomish County PUD, Marysville, Toyota, Everett engineering, Northwest plus credit union, the buzz and steakhouse, smoky point concrete, community transit, Mike Dixon, farmer's insurance, a law office of Russell and Hill, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Bihar's Furniture. And who did we have on the show tonight, Steve? We had our November female Russell and Hill Student Athlete of the Month, Claire Smith, swimmer for Kamiak High School, along with her coach, Chris Erickson. We then heard from the Archbishop Murphy girls basketball team. We had head coach Ebony Hurd, along with three of her players, Tatum Russell, Caroline Burns, and Brooke Blachley. We then heard from Brian Hill, the girls basketball coach at Glacier Peak High School, and then we closed it out tonight with Rick Iverson, who is the head coach for the Everett Seagulls girls wrestling team, along with their assistant coach, Jeff Russell. Coming your way tomorrow night, it is high school basketball on the boys' side. It's East Lake Wolves and the Lake Stevens Vikings. 7 o'clock pregame, 7.15 tip-off, live from Lake Stevens High School Gym right here on KRKO. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Uh, certainly we've appreciated you listening throughout 2022. and. Hoping to continue this into 2023, so wishing everybody all the best. We will be back with you next week on a Monday night. It'll be a best-of show right here. Good night from Everett.